Welcome to another episode of Total R&B. Speaking of all things R&B, highlighting R&B artists from Canada and abroad. And today I have a special guest with us. Um, she is a singer. She is a songwriter. And she's known as the Trillis Zen singer that you'll ever meet. I'm so excited to speak with her today. So welcome, Safiya Ani. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm I'm happy to be here. Grateful to be here. Well, I'm grateful that you said yes, um, because you know <laughs> this is time out of your day that you're taking uh, to spend with me for like the next 45 minutes, an hour. So I am appreciative anytime someone says yes. Oh, so dope. As well. So. And also, thank you for um, pronouncing my name right. Most people, <laughs> they butcher it sometimes. <laughs> okay. I always get nervous because no one pronounces my name properly. So I'm like trying to always get it right. Oh, okay. How, can you pronounce your name for me, please? Lorena. They don't get, oh, they don't, because in my mind, that's what I thought it was reading it through our, you know, correspondence back and forth. I thought it was Lorena. What I wonder what what will people possibly say? Oh my god! Do people say Lorena? Oh my god! Okay, yeah. <laughs> they always say Lorena, or I get Loreen. They oh. just really ignore the A. Um, yeah, I had one person call me Lauren. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't oh. even know how that works, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Some people call me um Safaya. Spire Ani, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's cool. And Lorena's a nice name too. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> um, but I did want to start off. I did want to ask you what I ask all my guests that come on the podcast. Um, what is your first memory of RB music? Wow, what a good um that's a great question. Um my first memory of R&B music, I got a really, um, my first memory of R&B music. That you could think of. That I could think of. Honestly, I would have to say, um, my mom playing, uh, with, probably Whitney Houston. Okay, yeah. I would say, like, that's my earliest because I'm, uh, my background is, my parents are Jamaican. So my early memories of music are uh, dance hall, roots rock. Um, my grandmother loves, like, old time, like, ska and all of that. So, yeah. No, I love that. And it, to have someone too like Whitney Houston with such a great voice and a great like discography of music. Mm -hmm. That's super dope. Yeah, absolutely. It was Whitney. Yeah, it was Whitney. Like my mom, she has an eclectic taste of music. Okay. So being a little girl, I I heard a lot of Whitney, a lot of Whitney. Um, and I have an uncle who, because um, I'm going into my memory bank now. So <laughs> <laughs> I have an uncle who, um, shout out to Uncle Kipling. When I was a little girl, he had this Walkman. Mm -hmm. And um, anytime I saw him, I would 
like beg him to use the Walkman. And um, he would let me like keep it for a few days. And um, yeah, that, you know, that's a big deal. It is. Um, And um, it was Whitney, like he would have the cassettes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was like, I guess on the tail end of like before CD started coming in. So it was like the tail end of that where I was just like, what is this music? Like, what is and it was Whitney. I want to say there's someone else too. Um, Luther, Luther Vandross. That's a good one. Yeah, Luther Vandross. That was like, those are my first like early like uh, R and B. And Anita, I gotta say Anita too, because I'm because I I would hear that on the radio a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Her on the radio, not that her <laughs> Queen Anita. No, but those are all like big names to have on to hear that music, to hear those voices. So that's that's pretty dope. Um, That that's that's what you have is your first memory of that with your mom and your uncle as well. So that's pretty. Oh my gosh, that your question? That's your first question? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. That's a good one. Yeah, no, it just it just brings you back because, you know, we all have a love for music, you know, and I always I feel like music always can bring like a good feeling, yeah. um, nostalgia, too. So sometimes it's just good to, like, think back at different things and the memories that you have with certain people. So I like to see what everybody says for that question. And so you came out with like three power, powerful singers. Uh, <laughs> so what artists would you say influence you now? Oh, wow. You're good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Right now, right now, right now? Like today, yeah. today? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be like artists from now, like that's okay. off the board, but it could be like artists, like it could be maybe still an Anita that influences you or a Janet Jackson or. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you for mentioning that. I knew I was missing somebody. Janet Jackson, because, you know, people consider her pop, but, you mm-hmm. know, like, let's wait a while. Um, that's R&B. We, they, that was one of the cassettes my uncle had on uh, that he would, you know, give me the Walkman and a few cassettes. And mm-hmm. he had Rhythm Nation um, and uh, one of the other Whitney albums. I would just play it and play, play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. And play it. So, OK, yeah. Thank you for mentioning Janet. Um <laughs> The artist that influenced me as a, I have different influences. So for song, for songwriting purposes, um, I'm very, uh, I'm very, um, I don't know if the right word, what the right word would be, but I, I guess I'd say I'm very mesmerized or I'm very like, I'm, vi- I think the word is I'm very intrigued by the simplicity of Sade like I don't know if a lot of people mention her but uh growing up I would read the lyrics in the um oh the booklet the booklets yeah and they the way that they were printed um was like a a poem Mm. and I was so intrigued by all this like beautiful music and the different nuances and the intro the verses and 
But then I would look at these simple words on the paper, but yet hearing them being um, sung was like completely elaborate. And so I still am very enamored by such simplicity, but then it's able to um, translate to, um, you know, this elaborate, these elaborate notes and music and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to like harmonies, because I'm, I, I, I pride myself on being an actual songwriter, which is, you know, it's fine if other people don't, aren't, mm-hmm. um, I, I still go back to Bob Marley and the Whalers. Yeah, they have this thing and I'm sure like the whole world knows, but they, I, what I personally pick up is they have this thing where when they do their, um, their harmonies and their melodies, it's, it's like, again, it's so simple, but it's beautiful. It's like soul captivating. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, I'm always amazed at the most simplistic songs that skyrocket to the, like the top. I'm just very like, wow, that song was so simple, but beautiful. And those two groups that you mentioned, Bob Marley and the Wailers, and then uh, Sade, like mm-hmm. their music is just timeless. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll always remember, um, like I worked at a, a future shop. And we got to play CDs, obviously, because we have the mm-hmm. instrument center. Mm-hmm. One time, I don't know who decided to, because I don't think it was like a new album, but it was like the best of Bob Marley and the Wailers. Mm. We put that on, and like people from all walks of life were all singing the song. They were like jamming while they were shopping. Wow. Just to have that effect on people after all these years is amazing to me. Like, I just love watching it. Wow. Wow. That is, that's, that's amazing. And that I, when I watch old footage of Bob Marley and the Whalers and I see them pan into the crowd, it's like, whoa, Mm -hmm. it's just like all walks of life. Yep. So, um, that's a, those two are really huge for me. And then, um, when it comes to like the actual like music and the vibe I need, um, I, I love to write like ballads and, and pop songs. And I've got, I've got a lot of those coming out, um, a couple coming out this year, but in the, as the years go or whatnot, as time goes, I've got a lot more, mm-hmm. um, already done, um, and ready to go. um, but <laughs> I love trap. Trap soul has been like this new kind of subgenre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I guess it's just really you know R and B in general. And um, hip hop is like that's what gives me it's it's my I don't know it's my outlet. Like someone had told me once. Um, they were working with Young Jeezy mm-hmm. and they said to me, man, like, can you believe that Young Jeezy's inspiration is jazz music? And I completely understood. Like, I was like, wow, like that makes sense because 
I'm not a, a rapper, mm-hmm. um, but I am so like, that is my big, it's a big inspiration as far as like the underlining um, melt, like the drums, like that baseline, that hip, that keeps you like hypnotized in a sense. Yeah. So um, I can't really say any one particular artist, but I will say like, um, like Jay-Z, Tupac, Nas, like the greats, like the super greats. Yeah. Um, like the Mount Rushmore's. Yes. Oh, such a yeah. cool way to put that. The, <laughs> the Mount Rushmore's. Um, Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, oh my, and she's so versatile. So it's like, um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I definitely listen to a lot, of, a lot of trap music, like a lot. <laughs> I think so many people do now. It's just like, like you said, it's a whole category of its own, even though there's like trap, just hip hop. And then also with the R&B, it's like a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. But I do like how you said how like Jeezy's influenced by jazz. I find like a lot of R&B singers love hip hop. And a lot of hip hop artists love R and B. Yes, like you'll see Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey will rap Wu Tang, uh, Jada Kiss. Yes, like she knows all the lyrics. Like that's her stuff. Yes, and you'll have someone like Twenty One Savage who's singing Keisha Cole and Monica word for word. Well, yeah. <laughs> words, but you know, like you always see those things. So I find that so interesting. Yeah, it that it I know, right? It's so interesting. I love Twenty One Savage too. Like, you know, I'm sorry to maybe some people who, you know, might not, you know, you have the um the conscious people who are very necessary and important to the culture. Yeah. Um, but I just love Gucci Man, Twenty One Savage, um, Young Dolph, Nipsey, like, uh. Remy Ma, Kim, Lil Kim, like, and then of course, like the Queen Latifahs and like, you know, MC Lights, like, of course, and Eve, like, like, mm-hmm. but it's all, it's hip hop. I don't know. It's just like, wow. It's, it's inspirational to me. It is. And there's, I feel like there's something for everyone. There's something for whatever mood you're in. Yes. There's, there's something there if you need to be motivated, if you need to, you know, you feel like you lost your hustle a little bit, like there's somebody to listen to to get you back into that mood. If you want to be grounded, there's somebody to listen to, you know? I know. There's always something. So I like the the diversity that we do have. Yeah. So it's it's really important. I I but I also like that too, especially here in Canada when you look at look at artists like I find everybody so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get like an arrange of different artists so it goes I'm I love all types of music so whatever mood I'm in <laughs> there you know that I can listen to at that time so I think those are great artists that you mentioned to be influenced by and by the different genres of music too is really important because I think that shows in your music as well so, oh okay thank you that's yeah. I appreciate that wow and you know what I wanted to say as well, like about Canadian um, artists is that like when you mentioned that there's so many different types, I always um, the one good thing that I do like about 
Um, because there's, I feel like there's always like a silver lining. So I feel like one of the good things, even though like we might not have like a whole ton of Canadian artists on um, the international scene mm-hmm. uh, on a higher like commercial level, I, every time I do get exposed to a new Canadian artist that's like new to me, I'm always like pleasantly surprised. Like, I'm always like, wow, like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, we're dope. <laughs> no, honestly, like I said that I don't know who I was interviewing, but I just said that, like, I was like, not to toot our own horn, but I feel like we have amazing talent here. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, not everybody knows who they are. But like, when it comes to like R&B music, like we have like real singers, like that they can sing and they can write and they can do more stuff, I guess, because maybe we don't have all the resources. Yeah. Um, So we like, I find the artists take on a bit more, which is also, it never hurts. Yeah. Um, But even like when it comes to like hip hop and stuff like that, like we have really good artists. So I'm, I'm happy, but I, I do wish, um, I guess artists here had more exposure. I, I find that's something that we're we're lacking. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. I, and I just, I don't have a solution. Like in my mind, I'm like, what is the solution for that for us? Like, I don't know, you know, cause it's been like, I just feel like it's been a long time mm-hmm. where a lot of, I see a lot of the um, new, our new artists, like we, we stay committed, um, yeah. consistent, but that that's just like you have to sort of make your own way. Like I don't know, I don't, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. You're you, you know, you have this um, great podcast, and I feel like that's such a great blessing for the scene. Like it's so good because we need more. Um, outlets like this, like literally, like here you are speaking to me, um, you know, and I don't have some grandiose deal or anything like that, but um, I'm very grateful for the gift that I have. Like, I, you know, I'll say that, you know. No, definitely. I'm, I don't know what the solution is either. Uh, I'm still learning about the business here and the politics that we have within Mm. uh, I guess the entertainment industry but I know there are um, people that have been in this a bit well not a bit a lot longer of course than I have that are um, trying to work behind the scenes uh, to do different things to kind of push the culture forward so hopefully we see some uh, more changes happen um, very soon right help artists out Um, I would definitely like to see that but another thing too like I find a lot of artists leave Canada in order to kind of get somewhere. And I know for a point in time you were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, that's where you, you released your first EP, right? Well, yes. So how was that like compared to, I guess, in Toronto and doing music? Mm. Um, it was honestly, it was one of the greatest times of my life. Um, I was, doing like demos in Toronto before that 
uh, before going to Atlanta. And I, I actually moved to Atlanta for um, uh, marketing, like an entrepreneurship marketing uh, program, actually. And I, I, you know, I was not aware of this massive, beautiful um, music scene um, in Atlanta. You know, for me, all I really knew was the big names Mm-hmm. that came from Atlanta, but I didn't know that there was a whole um, supportive community for different uh, genres there. It's just, it's a different culture, which is, you know, you have your good and bad everywhere you go. Yeah, of course. Um, but the, just the way, like, you know, if you do have something to say, if you are working hard at it, if you are perfecting your craft, um, people, you know, uh, you, you'll align with, with people, with people, with the right people, um, sometimes too. So, um, that's how that worked out. It was just, people would come up to me. I actually, people would approach me and ask me, um, if I was like, Oh, are you on TV or like literally? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, at first, you know, at first, if it's, you know, guys, you just think it's just like a pickup line. But women actually, like, I remember like a couple different like radio, uh, people that worked in radio, mm. you know, like they would be like, aren't you? Or it, like, haven't I seen you somewhere on TV? Or they would be trying to write. I was like, no, no. And, um, and then eventually I started getting asked to do, um, like modeling and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and then it just sort of happened like where I started doing, uh, background vocals at live shows okay, um, for folks. And, um, and then I just linked up with, um, a couple of students who went to um, like recording academies or art schools mm-hmm. and recorded uh, in their like classrooms, if that makes sense. <laughs> like their oh, class, wow. like the studio yeah. was a classroom. So um, the first of like uh, the first EP I actually did was an acoustic vibe. Um, it was all uh, guitar um, and it was, a, it was just an accident. I had just went in to do, um, just like therapy and, um, the guitarist, um, Zelvert Gordon was, um, uh, and then there's another guitarist by the name of Raga, cause there's a Jamaican culture in Atlanta too. Yeah. <laughs> Big ups. So, um, it was just me recording as they would play. I would just make up a song. Okay. So it was like all freestyle. Yeah. It was all, okay. it was all freestyle. Um, my words are escaping me today. Oh my gosh. It's okay. <laughs> and so I just had it because I just wanted to express and get things out. Um, and then I just eventually took the ones that people vibed with the most and just put it together. And just like I put it out on YouTube for a while. Wow! And has that always been like a form of, I guess, therapy for you, like songwriting? Oh yes, always. I started out doing poetry, 
Okay. Um, and then it just evolved always. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. I, a lot of my secrets or a lot of how I really feel mm-hmm. about life and, you know, family and, you know, f- f- growing up in school or whatever. A lot, a lot of that is in my music, but I mean, I guess that's like every, a lot of artists, but I don't particularly, um, I, per- I don't particularly talk about like what I personally go through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because you just never know sometimes, you know, how, who is going to get back to. So I've learned, I learned, um, journal, write poetry, like, um, write a song about it. You don't always have to kind of have a pity party situation. No, it's true. Yeah. A lot of people hold stuff in. So, um, yeah, no, that's a great way to get stuff out, even for people that are listening, you know, to, uh, you know, journal, try writing poems and different things like that, or even songwriting, you mm-hmm. know, just as a way of, you know, getting whatever it is that you're holding inside to get that out. And yeah. so you did write um, a song, uh, FTT. Mm-hmm. Forget those teachers. Yeah. Which um, I think you released it in 2015. Ah, uh, 2019, I believe. Oh, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. So I like that song um, because, you know, I feel like a lot of us, we have these dreams and we want to do things or we try things and then we kind of lose ourselves due to other people's opinions or yeah. placing their limitations on you. Yeah. Or, you know, just people with their words, like it could be like really damaging. So um, I want everybody to listen to that song. So definitely go to, uh, you know, any digital streaming platform and listen to it. But like, Thank what you. advice? would you give to people who you know are experiencing those things to kind of get over that hump Mm, that's a good one um people go through that something happens and it it just it changes us unfortunately it does wow you're right 100 it does change you um it makes you cold for a while Mm -hmm. um yeah, makes you cold for a while. I I understand. Um, I have been super blessed. I don't have an addictive personality, and I've never had an affinity to try uh, drugs and stuff like that. So, but I will say, like you know, because a lot of the great artists that we look up to, they've done some form of like had an addiction of some form. Mm-hmm. So when you look at their inner story that you don't really know, you realize like, Oh my God, somebody really like hurt them like on a real like level. Um, so, you know, when they dealing with that kind of hurt, that's like, it shifts you. (sighs) This is going to be the most cliche thing. Um, it's, it's super kumbaya. But honestly, you have to have like a real relationship with the creator. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for for you, like I have to, I have to like totally keep it like all the way, like a hundred. Like I, I have to keep it a buck because 
I know it's not like popular to really like, you know, it's not, it's like R&B's like love songs and heartbreak and, you know, or whatever, you know, hip hop is like, who's the baddest, who's the freshest and and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like those moments where where people like they might hear your music, they might you know they'll say stuff or even especially in school like where you're very impressionable and people of authority say stuff you know when your parents aren't around and you're not even caught it's not even like you're not even really doing anything wrong you know maybe you handed in your homework late like I've had tons of, like of experiences like. I've had a, I've had an art te- let me let me put you like this I had an art teacher and I have to elaborate before I kind of say like okay what why do I say have a relationship with source okay. I had an art teacher uh, in Canada who um, I did an independent study unit and this independent study unit was music history okay now I was I don't know like. I think I, I might have been in the ninth grade. So in my mind, I felt like there's there was two types of music history. There was like the phonograph and the recording and the establishment of the record labels. And there was the music that was being made for those phonographs and sold by those record companies. So I did both for this independent study unit. Okay. And upon my research, every genre was started by a black artist. Mm-hmm. Like I literally went to the library, took out books, books written by like, you know, white folks. Um I didn't, in my mind, being, you know, a ninth grader, I'm just reading and I'm putting together a summary and, you know, doing it in some, the best chronological order I can. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I remember when I got back my grade and I took that home to my parents, cause I was like, I didn't. I didn't really fully understand that the teacher wasn't just trying to send, wasn't just trying to grade me. They were trying to send me a message. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So I I remember, I will never forget it because I worked so hard on, on, on that. And I remember when I had it, everyone was like, wow, you like, you did all that work. And I was just like, well, it's an independent study unit. Aren't you supposed to? Mm-hmm. You know, and so the this the um the aspect of my re- of my um project that had all of the Caucasian history of the of the record industry that got me an A plus. Okay, hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> so. The aspect of the evolution of music uh, and how, like, a lot of the 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 harmonies and melodies from like the Negro spirituals and like the roots rock reggae and like how that evolved into like hip hop and 
these, you know, other types of music um, mm. with like pre Billie Holiday and how like I did all of that. I'll never forget because that's I still remember that stuff. Yeah. Um, the, you know, rock and roll and how that got started. Um, like before bluegrass and before like, you get what I'm saying? Like nope. I really yeah, I just, yeah, just read that got me a big fat F. Oh my gosh. I wasn't expecting an F. Yeah. Oh my God. It was a fail. Like it was, and let me, and let me, you know what? Let me come back around just in case my memory isn't that great. Let me, let me just for, for argument's sake, let me just say maybe it was a D, but it was not something that was accepted. And it was written on there, not accepted. Like, and this is the mark. So you need to pick the mark that's going to pass, you know, get you your grade or your grade will drop. And I was so perplexed. And my mother, oh my gosh. When it, cause I was, I was just like, whatever, like keep it moving, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, my mother and, um, my stepfather at the time, like, they were like, uh, they now I like they were like livid. I I I was just like, man, whatever. But my mother went in to speak to that art teacher. Shout out to moms. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said to my mom something about I I know it's hard being a single black mother. What does that have to do with anything? Exactly. And for and first of all, she was a married woman. And I was not in a single parent household. But his his entitlement, you know, um you know, obviously you can you can guess what race this teacher uh, was. Mm-hmm. So his entitlement just was like Oh, I know it's really hard, you know, for you to accept little locks, you know, da da da. And um, I just remember my mother asking me to leave the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember being out in the hallway, and I just was like, "What's going on?" You know, um, that's what I remember. Yeah. So that song FTT is about all like. I got stories, you know what I mean? And so it's about all those teachers. Bang, I got oh my gosh. Like um I went to school in in Detroit for uh for a while. Um okay. high school or grade school. I went to yeah. Um shout out Detroit. I I love Detroit. Um always. And um one of my projects was a sculpture and I was younger. So this is like grade school. So, and I worked so hard on this sculpture. I'm going to skip the long, the long and short of it. I brought the sculpture in. Um, the teacher sent me to the principal's office because she said that my parents bought the sculpture for me and I was not allowed to be in the classroom with the other kids that actually did their project themselves. Yo, let me tell <laughs> Let me tell you, you know what I mean? As a kid, you like, 
that and uh, you know there are really good teachers out there i just want to say like um there's some really good teachers out there and i just want to like uh even like on instagram i follow um call me shivy um he's like a big teacher and student advocate for like a healthy balanced classroom but you know I, those things affected me. Like I, I, those things really affected me. So that's why I wrote that song. So, you know, of course my parents came in and teacher almost lost her job, um, you know, cause she humiliated me in front of the classroom. And then when you're in the fifth grade, like that changes you, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I don't want to show my greatness. Cause I did this dope ass um, replica of, there's a, a statue in downtown Detroit with the man, with the man sitting holding his chin, um, and um, I worked on that for like a month. Um, but you know, you're a kid; your hands are little. You can really make things happen with clay. Like it's possible. It's definitely possible. But like, instead of just assuming, like you know, that's just one of the worst things you could do. And then that yeah. could have really change the trajectory of you as well like if he or he or she went about it in a positive way to really like Mm -hmm. you know praise you for your work and have you hone in on those skills like who knows what else you could have been doing now you know along with music yeah yeah so I say all of that to say like um I guess whomever um your listeners are um I really think my songs through, they come from a real place and it took me a lot of courage to be like F those teachers. It did. It just took me a lot of courage because growing up, that's, it's your parents and your teachers. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's just like, it's a big deal. Um, I know for some other folks, you know, it's the, it's the block. I, I get it. Like I've, I understand um, but for me, um, it just changed because, because you're always told like school is like your outlet. It's like, mm-hmm. it'll get you there. And so you always want to show up and try to do your best, but it's like, okay, you're like knocking me. So it changes you. So my advice to, to people out there is like, <sighs> don't really go all the way how I did it. I really, I really, uh, vented a lot. Um, just kind of on some like whatever type of like, like I wasn't crazy with it, but mm-hmm. I feel, I know that once I got my, that full confidence in and that full knowing of, wow, these people took advantage of their power. Um, and actually I have my own inner power and I have a relationship with source and that vibration, that frequency, once you tap into your your God-given gifts and that frequency that changes your life. Like that completely shifts from who comes in, who you attract to you, Mm -hmm. the blessings you receive. Like, um, but prior to that, it was just like the type of success I was chasing was like, I'm going to show them, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show them, you know, But I think that happens a lot, especially with artists, because this industry is very um, like you get a lot of no's, you know, Mm, Yeah. if you're not hot right now, they're not really booking you for stuff or checking for you. 
and things like that. But I think, like you said, if you know who you are and, you know, you're on a different frequency, you know, you can keep going. You yeah. Know, your, I guess your self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm giving you light stories because I, I'm assuming this is a rated G program. <laughs> oh, no, well, we're on, we're on spot. Like, we're not on the radio or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, say whatever you want. Say yeah. You okay. Because I won't get too dark. <laughs> <laughs> because whatever it is, like I want it to be able also to help people. I find like everybody goes through something, and it can help someone else because we go through a lot of the same things. We just don't talk about it, so no one ever knows. Mm-hmm. So all these things are helpful because same things would be happening to me in school, and my mom oh. come in and. My mom, like my teachers will tell you, like, your mom is so petite and so short, but she's like, <laughs> mm, wow. Okay. Yeah, my mom is nice until, until she's not. Yeah. So, so she didn't take any mess. No, with that, with my job, I remember one job, um, I was sick mm-hmm. and my vice principal sent me home from school. And so I called into work and I called in sick mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, let me, you know, get in bed. And I was in bed for five minutes and my boss called me and she's like, oh, no, you have to come into work. And because this is my first job, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to work. <laughs> so, <sighs> Oh, my gosh. I, I get up, I put on my uniform and I'm leaving the house. My mom's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, well, I got called into work like they said I have to go. And my mom's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I got to go. So I left. So I got to work and I literally punched in and my boss tapped me on the shoulder and she's like oh Lorena you can go home so now I'm looking at her like are you freaking kidding me right now like you really made me get out of my bed get dressed to come here and I still I didn't even like do anything I tapped in my code is all wow. I now you're telling me I gotta go home so then like I went to the back and I'm pissed and so this other manager that I was cool with he's like he starts laughing and I'm like this is not a fucking joke like I'm <laughs> I'm like ready to pass out and he's like, you don't know what happened? I'm like, no, I don't know what happened. What? He's like, yo, your mom called and cursed her out. No like, way. Yeah, this is like the head boss. This is like, you know, the top, top, top. She's like, yeah, sh- your mom called and cursed her out, like, on the phone for, like, a good, like, 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Thank God for our moms, man, because, oh, my gosh. And it's crazy because, like, that's the first time anybody has ever talked, spoken to her like that because nobody says anything to her. Everybody just, yes, mm-hmm. with da da da. She's like on her high horse and stuff. But yeah, once my mom was through with her, she was shy <laughs> to me for the rest of the time. <laughs> wow. Good. Oh my it, gosh. It's it all the time. People just take advantage. Um, people don't understand. Words mean things like, Yes. You got to watch what you say to people because you don't know the lasting effects it has on people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. The lasting effect. It it does because people will try you and all the time. Oh, my gosh. So I just like FTT is just like my it's like a I don't know, a confessional of like when you are you know, you're, lo- you, you're looking for more than just people say they're looking for love, but you know, I feel like people are looking for acceptance. Mm-hmm. 
um, to be understood, to be able to fly and be themselves and be accepted for, for their God given creativity or talents or gifts. And then it's like, when you are getting knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, then it's like, after this, like, I'm just gonna, it's, then it just becomes about the bag. How much money can I get? What kind of car can I drive? What kind of house can I buy? Like, how can I look, how can I dress like this, look like that? I just, you know, then it becomes, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, you do that for a while. I, you know, I did that for a while um, where it's just like, okay, I need to be successful at, at all costs without hurting anybody because, you know, I was hurt. So, but then I toy with the, you know, um, the question, well, what is success? What is that? Um, and so if you're, you know, when you're listening to hear this song, um, it's really just saying like, you, you go through it. I think you it's like you go on this journey of through your self-discovery or, and nursing your wounds and uh, becoming whole, you realize like, oh my gosh, like my success is my happiness, my ability to just do what I love, friends, um, family, good experiences, mm-hmm. self-expression at the at its highest level. Um, that, that kind of thing. Definitely. Um, I do want to though uh, talk about your other single, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, more new. It's your latest one that you have out. So mm-hmm. what is so if you could explain that single to us. Okay. Um what it is, it's like um it's like a self-confidence. It's a self-confidence song. It's a self-celebration song. Okay. Um yeah, that's the that's the energy, the vibe of it. Um where um, I start off by saying, um, I'm in so in love with me. I'm so free. So it's like, um, you, it's just finally being in love with yourself because you've let go of um, a bad relationship or whether it be like a bad friendship um, whomever or whatever you needed to cut off mm-hmm. and you're just like free you do you know you're doing what you want you don't care about what someone else will think of you it's not about their their projection uh, onto you or them trying to say well you need to do this or you need to do it like that or you know that kind of thing um, it's a se- self-celebration song yeah, it's, a, it's um, what is the word? It's like a, a good feeling. Yeah, you hear the yeah. song, like the beat and everything in the words. So it just it creates that that good feeling that you get when you hear certain songs. You know? Yeah. So, super super dope. Thank you. Um, I did want to ask uh two more questions before we get into the game because we're sure to almost an hour. Okay. So, I did read in your bio, you met some pretty important people in the industry. So um, you met uh, Deb Atney, 
Yes. So we know her from like Gucci and the Human Minaj and Waka Flocka, of course. Yes. Um, and so she gave you the advice to uh, be both a songwriter and a singer, to be, you know, behind the scenes and in front as well. Yes. Um, and then you also met uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to Teach. <laughs> What's up, Teach? <laughs> well, that's a huge deal because he's like a legend in the game. And he gave you yeah. the, the advice to start your own um, record label. Yes. So, oh, my God. You do your homework. <laughs> yeah, I, I I gotta read. I gotta I gotta look things up. I gotta know what's yeah. happening. But I think those two things are super important. Um, yeah. That you were able to get that type of advice in your career. Yeah. So, um, if you could tell us, like, what was the reasoning to give you that advice? Because that's I think it's super dope that they led you down those paths. I I don't. You know what? Um, we were, I was at a, um, it was a songwriters award, sh- award ceremony. Okay. When I met, uh, initially, when I initially met, um, Deb Annie and I, uh, you know, um, I was introduced to her by, um, a singer that I used to sing backgrounds for, for her live shows, um, Muffy Cupcake Opia. Um, who's also originally from Detroit as well. And um so forever grateful. Um, because that that singer, like she's just was such a genuine spirit. And she was like, Come on, you need to meet Deb. Um, and I was like, Who's that? Mm-hmm. So I met her and I when I sat down with her for the brief moment, I met her a few other times after that. Um, uh, but the first initial time I sat down with her, I said, you know, um, who who do you have that I could write for? Because I knew you you gotta get in with the pen. If your pen game is lit, then it's like you you know you have a better chance at a a, a lo- like longevity mm-hmm. um, behind the scenes, and then you can you can you can finesse it into your own career. Um, and she said to me. She was like, you ain't got to do all that. Like you could do both. She was like, she was, she said to me, you need to use your image and what's, you know, what's up top in your, in your head. You need to use both your skill set and your, your image. And I said to her, you really think like without any credibility, I can do that. And she said, absolutely. She said, if you're good. Yeah. Did that shock you to get that? Because you know, yes. we have that a plan in our head of how things yeah. are going. Yeah, it did shock me because initially, too, I didn't know the heavyweight I was sitting in front of. Okay. But what made me respect her a lot was she was a woman. She is a woman in an industry that is dominated by men, and I knew she was successful, but I didn't actually know the caliber of her uh you know her career what she her business Mm -hmm. so that was um that's that never left me like that conversation never left me um and the a few other times i um was fortunate enough to be in her presence um she always had positive things to say about where i could take my craft my career and those things never left me. 
I love that. Yeah. And I want to say like, shout out to, to Deb Antney. Like I'm forever grateful because those are the things that's what you need when you're in school. You need that a person to say, no, 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 this, look at what you got going on. Be, you know, realistic with your gift. Mm-hmm. Stay where you can really finesse it. And, you, you know, stay in a lane where, you know, you can do extremely well your own lane. So it's like, it was just so cool. Like she, she doesn't know it, but, or maybe she does, but she taught me a lot. Like, you know, how a meeting should go. What do you do first? Second, like she really, um, she was a blessing. No, but that's so important. Cause I feel like, well, I don't know for sure. Cause I'm not so much in it. I'm on the outside looking in, but mm-hmm. I feel like more of like the OGs need to like, be able to give that information out to a lot of the artists um, because I feel like a lot of these different things are missing for artists. Like you were mentioning like Detroit, like being such a big place. And I always, I love Motown. Oh man. I love the fact that they had like the whole block and each house was for something for the artists um, to be like prepared. Like the whole like A&R stuff was happening there. Yeah. Even when the artist was big, like for example, Diana Ross, like even he was huge. She would still go back to Detroit and still go back to those houses and go through the different trainings that they had artists. And I feel like, those things are missing. So for her just to take the time out to speak to you and guide you and give you that, those gems. Yeah. It's super dope. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Definitely. And then uh, what about with uh, Chuck D? Um, Chuck, um, teach. <laughs> um, Chuck D is so. Oh my, like, I don't even know. Like, I still am like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> that's my mentor. Like, I still don't. It's like almost not real. Mm-hmm. Um, he um heard of a EP, the beauty of loyalty, um that I put out, mm-hmm. and he encouraged me to start my own label, and encouraged me to do more research on the business side of things so you know understanding mechanical um royalties performance rights understand the streaming game understand like um how it goes if you do get a deal you don't want to you don't want a record deal anyway you want a different kind of a deal Mm -hmm. um just so much of like that type of knowledge um yeah, like um, another important aspect though, too to the business. yeah, um, and people uh, don't know they get those record deals like you said, and then they're they're in debt. Yes, oh my gosh, and in debt for a long time. Like it can it really hurts people's lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, um, he he's behind the logo for my label Mono Creek Sound. Um. I was, I actually, he was the only person I bounced the ideas off of for the logo and the name, um, which I'm so forever grateful. Um, That's so cool. That's a cool story too. <laughs> that is so dope. Yeah. Like it is so, it's just awesome. Um, just so awesome. 
that's a, just a big, it's a big influence. Um, he's one of the reasons why I do a live intimate concert series called worthy. I am going to do, um, I was going to do a three installment, but due to this, uh, health evolution or pandemic, whatever people want to call it, and you know, going on with humanity, mm-hmm. I I'm probably just going to do one more and then move on. Cause I have so many other, I have so many other songs, so many other projects that I, I would like to put out. Um, but he also encouraged me to understand that you can make a living off of your art locally. You can actually, and so he just broke down how that can be done if you stay consistent um, for, for sure. Like, and he was, he's the person who was like, you know, um, your art is not a hustle. It, you know, your, your voice is an instrument and this is your gift. This is your lifestyle. And that shifted my whole like perception, like, oh my gosh. Cause you know, it's so, it's like, that's what we say. Like, you got to get your hustle on. I'm hustling. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. You know, every day I'm hustling Rick Ross, like, so, but he, he wanted me to get that concept. Like, no, this is your lifestyle. You know, it's what you breathe. It's what you are. It's what you do. And so, um, please look out for that. I will say for the second installment of worthy, worthy live. Okay. Which is like, you know, all we're all worthy. We're all worthy. So, and the songs are like that whole night is like geared to that. So it's, it's a dope vibe. Ooh, I love that. And that is so cool that you had those two, like I said, heavy hitters that were, that are in your corner and gave you that advice because both of them are just super important. So yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that that had worked out for you like that. That's amazing. Thank you. Like, Chuck D is somebody who, like, we were studying in one of my classes, like, watching his interviews and everything. So wow. Okay. Have that one-on-one with him, like, it's... Yeah. He's very big on being humble. I'm going to say that. Like... You could tell. <laughs> he is, like, especially when he would, like, hear my different concepts and hear, like, know what I'm doing, He's he would be, like, don't get ahead of yourself and i was like wow okay cool no problem yeah oh love that okay and so my last question before we get into some quick trivia okay um i just want to take it back a little bit um the beauty of loyalty so the thing that stuck out to me besides it being a good ep was that you released it on december 12 2012 yes and i thought that was funny because i always see 1212 a.m. Oh. or p.m. all the time. So what is the significance for you of 1212 or 12? Oh, man. I'm going to have to dig into, like, my memory bank okay. again. Um, I know that it's a sacred number. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, I wanted to put out... Because the record for me is, um, it's an important record and so, or EP. And so, um, it's a very like high vibrational number. Um, and I, I, I do remember like that it's linked to like, um, 
your, a person's personal evolution, like their growth, um, their change, um, like you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And because that was my first studio recording EP, like where I sat and I wrote those songs out and the melodies and I was really intentional. Um, and the purpose of it too, was also to show my songwriting skills. So that was one of the biggest things I wanted it to be. I wanted it to get that like angelic or blessing or whatever people would want to say, like that blessing from, from source. Like it's so, it's just such a, and, and at that time I was seeing 12, 12 a lot that year. Like every time I looked up, you know, at a, a store phone number, the time license plates, like, so I was like, wow, like, okay. No, I thought that was just super dope because like I said, I've been seeing 1212 all the time now. It's it's crazy. So, and then when I saw that with your album and everything, I was like, what is going on? So <laughs> I had to ask you. <laughs> cool. cool. Um, so yeah, so we're going to get into some trivia so that I can let you go. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to ask you six, que- six questions. We'll see how well you do. Okay. So question one is, which R&B artist released an album titled No Boys Allowed? No Boys Allowed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And is it an old school artist? No, it's a new newer artist. They were, I say, really big in like the 20... 2010. I wanted to, I the first person that came to my mind is Sierra. Is that almost? Oh, is we're it? In the, um, we're in the right region. We're in the right city. Is it Cassie? No. Oh, how am I not getting oh, this? Oh. One one more time. So stay in Atlanta. Oh, Monica. No. Dang. <laughs> okay. Harry Hilton. Oh my god! How did I? Oh, I messed that all the way up. Oh it's okay. It's okay. So we're gonna stick to Atlanta a little bit. So, okay. how many siblings are in the group Jagged Edge? Oh, that's a good one. How many siblings? I want to say three. Three. No. Two. Yes, so there's four four members uh, in Jagged Edge. So it's the twins, Brian and Brandon Casey, who are the songwriters, basically, in the group, along with uh, the two others, which is uh, Richard Wingo and Kyle Norman. Yes. Okay. So question three. Claudette Ortiz was a part of which group? City High. (laughs) Yeah. That was, a, that was an easy one. Thank you for giving me an easy one. <laughs> okay. Uh, hopefully, you, this you get. Um, this is an old school group. Okay. Like 90s. Okay. Um, which R&B group has members that are related to Babyface? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Babyface. That's, yeah. my, that's my parents' situation era. Which army group related to Babyface? I don't. I don't know. 
Okay, so the group is uh, called After Seven, and it consisted of three three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Kavon and Melvin Edmonds. They oh. are uh, Babyface's older brothers. Okay, I've heard of that group. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Mm-hmm. So according to Desmond Chow, which bills can someone pay in order to chill? The automobile bill? Mm-hmm. And? Telephone bill. Bam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Oh, I love these questions. They're fun. Yay. Okay. So the last question here. Again, mm-hmm. we're staying in Atlanta. Okay. So the song Umbrella, Single Ladies, Obsessed. And ride are songs written by which famous songwriter? Oh. oh, Umbrella by Rihanna, Single Ladies by Beyonce, Obsessed by Mariah Carey, and Ride by Ciara are written by which famous songwriter? I want to say Neo. <clears throat> okay, hold up, because when you said Obsessed, I'm thinking of this um, young girl, young lady. No, uh, Mariah Carey's Obsessed. Mariah Carey's Obsessed song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Think of Atlanta, big time songwriter. He's also a singer. Wow. Okay. I got to get this. You got this one. Um. Okay. It's not Neo. No, it's not Neo. And he's also a singer. Yeah. So he lives in Atlanta. He rips Atlanta all the time. Um, he's also a singer. He has some albums, uh, but he writes a lot for Beyonce. Oh my God. The dream. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love the dream. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The dream is super dope. So yes, he yes. wrote all of those songs or maybe co-written some of them. Oh yes. Umbrella. Yes. Ray. He's the radio killer. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So you got three out of six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll have you come back on. Next oh. You'll kill it. You'll oh, it. thank you. Your podcast is awesome, by the way. Like thank you. It's hella dope. Oh my gosh. Like it's <laughs> it's really needed. It's I'm so grateful to be here. Like, thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. But tell the people where they can follow you, where they keep up can keep up with you. Um, so we know when we're coming around. And what else you may have in store for us? Okay. You can follow me on Instagram uh, at Saf underscore Oni. So that's S-A-F underscore O-N-I. Um, and then, you know, from there, if you follow me, you can keep up with like all my other social medias and stuff. Um, I am putting out um an EP entitled Worthy and um I'm putting that out this year and it's um and I also have some surprises like I've got some really cool I'm going to be I, I I'll say this um to your listeners um and you as well that I have some really cool things that I'm putting out 
um, with the music. Um, some just really cool, some really cool stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing a like stuff where we need to get our coins together or, or things to watch all of the above. So I will say like, you know, the, the, the EP worthy is, you know, all about, um, songs about being whole and loving on yourself and just being unapologetically happy. Like who cares, you know, (laughs) and being, knowing you're worthy of that. Um, but I'm also doing, which hasn't, I feel like hasn't been done in a while. Um, I'm also doing a quote unquote mixtape and it's something I've always wanted to do. So, um, and I will be adding visuals. Yes. Love it. So I'm excited. So definitely everybody keep up with her, please follow her on social media, stream her music on any digital streaming platform or on her YouTube page. You can definitely check it out, purchase a single or two, you know, any way that you can support our artists, definitely highly recommend. Um, so again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I cannot wait for Worthy now. So thank I'm you. Keep my eye out on that. And then I'll go ahead and post that once uh, you get that all out on your social media channels. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love being here. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank this was you. fun. Good. Thank you so much. So definitely. And everybody listening, thank you so much for listening into another episode of Total R&B. Again, we are a bi-weekly podcast, so we will be back in two weeks with another um, artist or Canadian tastemaker within the entertainment industry to give you guys more information. Um, but follow me on social media as well at Lorena.xo. Or if you need any PR work, it is Lorena PR on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thank you so much.